0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1211, what's the difference between a W-2 and a W-4 by Robert Farrington of the thecollegeinvestor.com. And I'm Dan, I'm your host, and this is where I read to you from some of the very best personal finance blogs anywhere. And a very happy Friday to you. Hope your week's been a good one and thanks so much as always for listening in. And hey, if you didn't know about this, we give away books on Instagram pretty frequently. So if you're not following us there, you can find us at Old Podcast. For now, let's get to our post for today as we optimize your life. What's the difference between a W2 and W4? By Robert Farrington of the collegeinvestor.com. Have you ever wondered about some of these tax docs you have to deal with? One of our readers asked about the difference between a W2 and W4. When it comes to filing taxes, all the forms you need can certainly sound like an alphabet soup, W-4, W-2, 1040-EZ. Eventually, they all begin to sound like the same thing, but they are not. In this post, we will look at the differences between a W-2 document and a W-4 document. So what's the difference between a W-2 and W-4? Let's break it down. W-4, if you are an employee of a company A W-4 is the legal certificate which allows your employer to know the amount of federal income tax to withhold from your paycheck, based on your income level, your marital status, the number of people who depend on you financially, dependents, your child-dependent care costs, and income from a second job or spouse. Depending which side of the spectrum you fall on on any of these factors, a score is given and that total score is entered on your W-4 form and ultimately will determine how much tax will be withheld from each paycheck you receive from your employer. The secret to paying your fair amount of taxes and making sure you get the breaks you deserve lies largely on what you put on your W-4. The 2017 W-4 starts off with lines A through H. If nobody can claim you as a dependent, you will put the number one on the box at the end of line A. If you're a college student currently being supported by your parents, it is important to verify with your parents that they will not be claiming you as a dependent during tax season, as conflicting information could cause you and your parents some trouble with the IRS. If they won't be claiming you as a dependent on their taxes, you are free to enter 1 on line A. Lines B and C have to do with your marital status and whether or not your spouse works. This is usually easy to determine. Line E is another crucial line on the W-4 this is where you will state whether you will file taxes as the head of household. You will enter a one here if you are unmarried or if your income accounted for more than 50% of the costs of keeping up a home for yourself and or your qualifying dependents. This is something you don't wanna get wrong either. If you are currently separated, it is important to discuss with your spouse who the head of household will be as there can only be one head of household or you may opt to file as married filing separately make sure to seek the help of a certified tax professional here so you can stay legal. If you have children, same goes for who will claim the children as dependents on line A. Line F is for daycare expenses of at least $2,000 while you were at your job and if you plan to claim credit for it on your taxes. If you made less than $70,000, single parents, or less than 100,000 for married couples, you will qualify for a tax credit called Dependent Care Expenses Credit for up to two children. If this scenario defines you, you will enter a one on this line. Line G is for parents who have children within a particular income bracket. If you make less than $70,000 as a single parent or 100000 for married parents, you will write down two on this line for each eligible child. If you make between $70,000 and $84,000 for single parents and between 100000 and $119,000 for married parents, you will enter one on this line for each. You can get back up to $2,000 for up to four children you list as dependents on your tax returns. This isn't chump change at all. Finally, on line H, you add up all the numbers from the previous lines and enter the total. This number will determine your tax level. Filling out the W-4 form correctly will ensure the right amount of taxes are taken out. So take time to fill it out correctly so you don't face any avoidable questions from the IRS later on. W-2. A W-2 document, on the other hand, is a form which reports the wages an employee earned and taxes and deductions withheld in the course of the year. This is filed by an employer for the employee, even if the employee is related to them. The employer is required to send one copy to the employee and one copy to the IRS. The employer must have the W-2 available to the employee at the latest by January 31st of the next year for tax filing purposes. Box one on your W-2 shows your gross income. So if Mr. John made a gross income of $21,000 during the year, it will go in box one. Box two will show how much of your gross income was taxed. So if Mr. John was taxed $2,300 during the year, it will show here. This amount directly reflects the information you entered on your W-4 form. Everything else on your W-2 is fairly straightforward and gives you information on deductions taken out for Social Security and Medicare as well as what came out as state and local income tax. Wrapping it up. So that, in a nutshell, is the difference between a W-4 and W-2. One document allows you to essentially dictate how much you should be taxed, whereas the other one gives you a report of how much money you made and how much you were taxed during the course of a given year. You fill out a W-4 form when you start a new job. You can contact your HR office to update it at any time of the year should your circumstances change and you will receive a W-2 at the beginning of the year so you can file your taxes and not get in trouble with Uncle Sam. You just listened to the post titled, What's the Difference Between a W-2 and W-4? by Robert Farrington of the Collegeinvestor.com.
1: It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business. With Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto get started today.
0: And that's going to do it for this installment of Optimal Finance Daily. Have a great day and a great start to your weekend as well. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll be back here tomorrow reading to you on the 4th of July. and That's where your optimal life awaits.